Are you ready for the word this morning? We want to welcome everybody around the world to 30 Days of Glory 2021. Whoa! Wherever you're watching us by way of Kingdom Life Network, those of you connected to the service this morning on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all of the Aquaibom State community connected right now by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquaibom, those of you connected by Passion FM, Inspiration FM, and Heritage FM, we're so glad to welcome everybody to the service. Hey guys, do me the favor you've always done, call a friend, a family member, somebody in the village, somebody in the local government, somebody in the capital city, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community help us share the video. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth. Put them on monogram, telegram, drop them on WhatsApp groups and make sure that, you know, join as many groups as possible. Let's flood the earth with the light of the gospel of Christ. We also want to welcome all our campuses around the world. We're so excited to welcome all of our brothers and sisters all over the world in our various campuses around the world what a joy to have all of you connected to the service and everybody in the building are we excited to receive the word this morning can we celebrate the word of god with a shout glory amen oh my goodness what a service we had in the first service and i know many of you are not here yeah that was some service and uh, those of you who are not there in the first service make sure you get the cd on your way out but we're so glad to have a laborer in the word and a laborer in the truth of god's word in this service ministering to us this morning all the way from saints community church the senior pastor let's receive to the microphone pastor chris on nine he brings us the world amen lift your hands and bless the lord lift your hands Oh, we give you praise. We are grateful, oh Lord. We are grateful, oh Lord. For all you have done for us. We we are grateful, oh Lord. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful, oh Lord. We are grateful, oh Lord. Let your voice, for all you have done. We are grateful. We praise you. We praise you. Oh Lord, we praise you. We praise you. Oh Lord, in our life. We see what you're doing. One more time, Lord. We praise our hands in praise of your name. We lift our hands in praise. Let's take it one more time. We praise. 
praise you, Lord. We praise you. We worship your name. Oh, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. All over the world. In what you are doing in Asia, in Europe, in Africa, in America, in South America. We thank you for what you are doing, Lord. All over the world. We thank you for what you are doing. Yes, Lord. We lift our hands in praise of your name. We, for the last time, for the last time, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. What you are doing in Asia? What you are doing in Europe? What you are doing in the Middle East? What you are doing in North America, South America, West Africa, East Africa? North Africa, Central Africa, Southern Africa, in Australia, Lord. Are you glad? Come on, lift your hands. We see what you're doing. One more time. Yes, we do. Lift our hands in Our dear Father, we thank you for this conference, this great conference led by your spirit, where you have taught us your word. Thank you for the insight you have brought our way in these conferences, this past 25 days. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the revelation of your word. We ask in this service you take us further in the truth of your word. That our hearts are blessed with insights. We receive in this service, there is no confusion. There is no distraction. There is accuracy and precision in the way the word is taught and received. And purity in the way it is accepted in our hearts. Together as a church, we behold Jesus Christ, your son, even as he sees us in him. That in this service is glorified as we are edified. Amen. Hallelujah. Just before you sit, please, once again, I want you to appreciate Dr. Abel Damina, his wife, pastors. I'll, I'll repeat what I said. He's been a worthy elder, amen, to me, amen, a worthy leader, a worthy, respectable person, a man of integrity, honor, panache, a love for the kingdom of God. I was so great to have you in my life, for my family, for our church, and the body of Christ. And I appreciate the pastors, leaders, and workers, and all the members of this church. I'm it's glad to be back here again, amen. Hallelujah. Can you appreciate yourselves? Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you so much. Amen. Have your say. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we move from the first service to the second service. Amen. In the first service, we began to look at the subject of joy in the Holy Ghost. In this 30 days of glory, we've been looking at the Holy Ghost, the moving of the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. And we've learned good stuff, stuff that, you know, are not just for these times, but times to come. Learned about the utterance gifts, the revelation gifts, the power gifts, the things of the Spirit. We've learned about the promise of the Spirit given to us through Jesus Christ. So that you know I'm following. Amen. Hallelujah. So go to Luke 24. And want to look at joy in the Holy Ghost. What about that? Oh, come on. Am I in the wrong church? Amen. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Luke 24. Luke 24, amen, and verse 25. And Jesus, you know, said to them, Oh fools, that's not you, amen. I said, that's not you, amen. 
and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and other prophets, he expounds them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So which means that the Bible of Jesus was Genesis to Malachi. Of course, well explained and well taught. So he threw the books of Genesis to Malachi, expounded the word menu in the Greek, and which means to give meaning to or to show the meaning of. Now, in verse 44, the difference in verse 25 to 27 and verse 44 is that in verse 44, he has a wider audience. In verse 25 to 27, which we precisely started from by 15 and 16, he was talking to two people, Cleopas and presumably his wife. But by the time he got to 44, he now had the wider audience, included the apostles uh, who are his disciples. So he engaged them. Of course, the first thing that he asked them to touch him, his spirit has no flesh and bone, as you see me have. Uh, verse 37, then he also asked for food. He it then verse 44 and then he said these are the words which i said to you while i was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses in the prophets and in the psalms concerning me so something is very consistent that jesus is teaching from where again law of moses the prophets and the psalms what we call the old testament the scriptures of the prophets now something different also if you pay attention to details is that in 27 according to luke he says beginning at moses and other prophets he expands them in all the scriptures but in 44 it says moses the prophets and the psalms the first service i said that the psalms were particularly jesus's last teaching materials very particularly remember the very last conversation he had with the pharisees in matthew 22 verse uh, verse 44 45 and he says the christ who do you think he is whose son is he they say is of is of is of david he said if david then is his father why does david then in the lord call him in the spirit sorry call him lord for the, but the scripture says that uh, the lord said to my lord sit down on my right hand till i make all your enemies your footstool so if you also notice very well on the cross matthew 27 46 my god my god why have you forsaken me psalm 22 verse 1 if you also notice again when he rose from the dead the scriptures that identifies with that is that you know he sat at the right hand of the father psalm 110 verse 1 if you also pay attention as well when he was speaking about who would betray him he was also talking about the psalms if you also notice that when they were going to choose who was going to replace judas in acts 1 all the texts they quoted were the psalms if you look at Acts 2, the sermon of Peter, after he left Joel 2, 28 to 31, and, uh, in Acts 2, 16 and 17, every other text he quoted was the Psalms. Are you following what I'm saying here? So the Psalms particularly, pay attention, they mirror to us what happened from the cross to the throne. And I said it earlier, that because Jesus, all right, just like David, sits in the three offices of the Christ. The prophet the king and the priest the prophet the priest and the king he sits in the three offices in psalm 110 verse 1 david said the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand till i make all your enemies your footstool that's a king then in verse 4 he says the lord has sworn and will not repent thou art a priest forever after the order of melchizedek so we have a king all right then we have a priest and then i said earlier we also have a prophet so now jesus one of the officers of jesus is also he's called a prophet in fact he identifies himself as a prophet a prophet is not without honor except among his own household which means jesus himself identifies himself as a prophet but listen carefully what kind of prophet was he now in the first service we went to a few things and i'll just run through it quickly just in five minutes or so 
I hope I can. <laughs> now, when we said John wrote systematically, right? In the first service. So John talks about Logos. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Logos. The Logos was with God and God was the Logos. So John wrote differently from all the other three synoptic. Basically, Matthew copied Mark. Mark took from Matthew and Mark. Uh, sorry, Matthew copied Mark. Uh, then Luke wrote from Matthew and Mark and other eyewitness accounts and all that. But John writes something more theological. If I now understand why E.W. Kenyon said, John seemed to be the closest to the epistles. John writes 90% content different from the other ones. And so he, he evades, not necessarily negatively, all the other events the others wrote about. But precisely what we said in the first service, that when he wrote about miracles, he was very specific was very specific he wrote seven and he told her why he wrote the miracles john 20 and verse 30 he said many signs which jesus doing the presence of the apostles he said you know but in verse 31 john 20 he said these ones are written so that you might believe and in believing you may have life in his name so john tells us the reason for signs is that they are a pointer so John writes seven miracles. We mentioned that in the first service. The first miracle he writes is the turning of water to wine. John 2 verse 3 when the mom of Jesus, Mary now, when she says, oh, they have no more wine. And he says, woman, why are you coming? This is not yet my hour. In verse 4. And we said the word hour has to do with the resurrection. I'm just going through the first service. And we said in John 4, again, verse 23, the hour cometh when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And Jesus is talking about his resurrection. In John 5, 25, says the hour also come when the dead will hear his voice and then they will come from the dead and the people will believe and all that. John 5, 25. John 12, 23, the hour comes when the Son will be glorified. John 17, verse 1, the hours come glorify the Son. So which means the hour that Jesus is talking about, which also is the, that day that will, you also read throughout the book of John. So when she asks, when he says to her in John 2, 4, my hour hasn't come, Jesus isn't saying I can't do miracles. He's saying the miracle has not yet happened. Because every miracle pointed to the hour. So in John 2, he turns water to wine. He talks about an hour. In John 4, from about verse 43 to 54, he heals always is the dead and then he says except you see signs and wonders you don't believe and john 4 now let me take you back something in john 2 11 he says this is the beginning of the miracles of jesus this is the beginning of the miracles of jesus and he began to show forth his glory which means that john writes systematically in john 4 verse 54 you can see it he says this is the second miracle now it's not the second miracle that jesus did it's just a second miracle that john chose to write about so john is writing miracles theologically water to wine has to do with the resurrection are you following what i'm saying here in john 4 when raised there it also has to do with the resurrection in john 5 when he goes to the pool of siloam or Bethsaida, and he heals the paralytic then he again he says to the man if you see him a worse thing will come on you in verse 14. now that's not the worst sickness because he now explains what the sin was and the worst thing in verse 24 25 where he talks about believing and passing from condemnation to everlasting life so the worst thing to sickness will be condemnation so jesus relates the healing to eternal life that's the third miracle john 2 john 4 follow up very well john 5 then john 6 when he 
of course, um, does the miracle of the five loaves and two fish. He's the only one who gave this particular account this way, that Jesus called the bread himself. I am the bread of life. Moses not, gave you not that the bread from heaven, but John 6, 47, I am the bread of life. Then it talks about his flesh and blood, verse 51, 52, 53, 54, and everybody's, they're, they're, what's he talking about then john 6 63 he says the flesh profits nothing it is a spirit that gives life the words i speak to you they are pneuma and they are zoe they are spirit and they are life john 6 63 okay so the other miracle you see is in john 9 the guy who was born blind and then they said who, who sinned he the one that sinned or his mother or his father just no one sinned but that the works of god might be manifest manifest i must do the works of he that sent me i am the light of the world which means he relates the opening of eyes to a greater event light of the world how many miracles have we seen now huh john 2 john 4 john 5 john 6 and then john nine that's five then the sixth one is in john 11 when he raised lazarus now they are talking about lazarus coming out from the grave jesus is talking about everlasting life lazarus will die right but he says if you believe in me you will never die which means jesus is not talking about being raised from the dead he's talking about the resurrection the resurrection is not an event being raised from the dead is an event the resurrection is a life so he says, I am the resurrection and the life. When a man is raised from the dead, you say, it happened yesterday. When there's resurrection, it is a whole day. A dispensation, a period. So then, that's the sixth miracle. Now, so say, what's the seventh miracle? Jesus himself raised from the dead. So we have seven miracles. So John writes very systematically. He said there are other ones, but he didn't write them. He said these are written so that you might believe, and believing you may have life through his name. Let me go over something I said earlier. For example, Jesus, except on two occasions, will tell his disciples, tell no man. He had the greatest miracles. When he raised Jairus' daughter, he says he charged them. That word in the Greek is strong. He instructed them heavily. Don't tell anybody. Now, of course, that's a bit of interpretation necessary because they eventually told us. So were they bad guys? No. Amen. Don't tell them yet. It's the resurrection that will explain why I did the miracles. So when the resurrection took place and then the scriptures were open to them, they knew why he did the miracles. He wasn't showing power. He was showing eternal life. So that means the miracles that Jesus did, the healing of the sick, the casting out of demons, listen carefully now, even the coming of the storm, even the multiplying of food, it was to point to a greater miracle. So while these ones were temporary, because everyone that he healed eventually died. Okay, let me ask one more. Come on, I, don't, sorry, I saw you. When he calmed the storm, are you sure the storm didn't come back to that same river? It did. Okay, thank you. Those that ate the five, those and two fish, did they need food afterwards? Okay, those, come on. So which means all the miracles were temporary. But there is a miracle that is eternal, which the miracles were pointing to. Is it making sense? Okay, so, so John said, I wrote this so that you might believe, and believing you may have life. So the essence of the miracles is so that you believe, then you have what? Is it making sense now? So only two miracles did he ever say, tell people. The leper, who needed an NCDC clarification, because he's a leper, to you know go back amongst the people you know they had their own ncdc too social distancing do you know that 
They did social distancing for lepers. Oh, thank you. Come on. God bless you. So, he said, go and show yourself to the priest, NCDC, who satisfy you. Then you can deliver among people. The second guy was the guy who was in the tomb. He said, okay, when you come out of the tomb, go and tell your people and show how God has had mercy on you. Every other person, he says, tell nobody. Now, eventually, they wrote about it when they understood why he did it. So the miracles of Jesus were not a proof of showing power or showmanship. They were to point us to a greater event. And that should still be the reason for miracles today. Amen. Miracles will always be temporary. But the miracle of the new birth is God's eternal work. Amen. So I said amen. So which means John wrote that systematically. So we said something about John also That John wrote more about the spirit Than all the synoptic writers He wrote more about the spirit So in John 20 and verse 21 Learn something? Did you learn something? John 20, 21 So John 20 and 21 I'll start from 20 So John wrote seven miracles Agreed? Come on So the seventh was what? The resurrection of Jesus. So John 20 and verse 1. You can't lose this one. And he says in the Bible is okay. The first day of the week. So that you will know and pay attention to details. He repeats that word in 19. Then the same day of the evening, evening being the first day of the week. Now, what is he trying to say? Now a new beginning has started. Now, because they write in days, he knew that Jesus, pay attention here, has begun a new day. The day he spoke about has come. The first day of the week. The first day. So we can call this, like I said in first service, new creation. Redemption. Is that clear? The day of the church. So what happens on the first day? He meets a woman and he says to her, Mary, in verse 16, she says, Rabboni, master, she hugged him definitely. Then he says, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father and your father, my God and your God. Go, that's verse, 20, verse 17. And she went to the brethren, and then he appeared to them again to the room where they were, and in verse 21, he said, peace unto you, as my father has sent me, even so send I you. Notice what happened. As my father has sent me, even so sent are you. He brings in a union because the word peace is the word eiren, E-I-R-E-N. In the Greek, it means unity. It means tranquility. It means things to be together. So Jesus in his resurrection has brought a unity. Now, in that unity, he now breathed on them. Now, pay very good attention here. Don't lose this one. In verse 22, then he breathed on them and said, now, the word breathe on there, notice the word them is italicized. Italicized means it's not in the original language. So the word is he breathed on. And it's one singular language. I didn't have more time in the first service to explain it well. But it's the word emphusao. E-M-P-H-U-S-A-O. It doesn't mean that he put his nostrils on their heads. Then he goes, that would be funny. You know, because the word breathe on there, is a summary of many things that Jesus did. And listen carefully. We said John's emphasis on the spirit was very obvious. He spoke more about the spirit than the other three synoptic writers. John 1, of course, uh, where John the Baptist saw the spirit on Jesus. John 1, 33, 32, 33. It says he has baptized with the Holy Ghost. 
John 3, verse 3, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. John 3, 5, except a man is born of water, which refers to the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. 6, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvin, that says you must be born again. Verse 8, the wind blew it where it listed. Notice the word wind. So Jesus also explained the spirit in form of wind. You hear the sound, you can't tell where it's coming from, so it's going to show everyone that's born of the spirit. So when that conversation went on, then he said to Nicodemus, we speak of earthly things here, and you don't even understand that. What if I speak of heavenly things? Okay, as Moses, verse 14, lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. Whoever believes in him should not perish. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shouldn't perish, but has everlasting life. So he speaks of spirit in verse 3, verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, verse 8. Then he talks about life in verse 15 and 16. So in verse 4, with the woman at the well, in verse 10, he said, if you knew who asked of you, the gift of God, you will have asked of him, and he will have given you living water. Now, if you read the Bible, not like a hobby, but you read it very systematically, you will have seen the water of John 4 is the spirit of John 3. Are we together here? So therefore, in John 4, again, verse 13, if you drink of this water, you thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water, verse 14, that shall give him, shall have in him. Notice the word now, in him, a well springing up unto everlasting life. Which means the life of John 3, 16 is the water and the well of John 4. Are we together? It's the spirit of John 3, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8. And where will this water be? In unto everlasting life in john 5 like we said earlier he talks about life again in 24 eternal life john 5 26 as the father has life so has he given to the son to have life in himself john 6 63 we've said it earlier the words i speak to you they are what so they are spirit and they're not spirit plus life spirit life is that clear so when i see water it refers to what spirit i want to say spirit it refers to what don't say, I have the life of God, but I don't have the spirit of God. That's a grammatical problem. The life of a man is his spirit. The spirit of a man is his life. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? So in John 5, then John 6, then John 7, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. John 6, John 7, 36. He that is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For as the scripture has said, out of his belly, the word belly there is the word koilus, K-O-I-L-U-S, which also refers to womb, it refers to a womb, a innermost being of a man, or a conception. Out of his conception shall flow rivers of living waters. Now, of course, that's not your stomach. Because if you have rivers of living water in your stomach, you need a doctor. So, out of his belly, so what is the belly? The next verse, these speak he of the spirit, which those that believe on him should receive. But the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet what? So, being glorified, is that the hour? That day? The resurrection? Very fine. John 8, 12, he says, I am the light of the world. He that follows me will not walk in darkness, but shall have in him what? The light of life can we say the light of the spirit come on john 9 5 i am the light of the world so every time jesus is talking like that he's talking about a future event come on john 10 10 the thief cometh not but the steal to kill him so i am come that you may have life and have it 
in abundance or be abundant with the life. That's a better translation. In John eleven twenty five, that position will die. Do you believe this? I am the resurrection. John eleven twenty six, and I am the life. John twelve twenty three. Hours come that the Son will be glorified. Twenty four. A corn of wheat abides alone, except it falls to the ground and dies. Then it brings forth more fruit. He's talking about him being glorified, which means being glorified will bring forth a fruit. John 13, he washes their feet with water and he says, well, you are clean by the words that I said to you. So John 14, he now brings it together. In, he says, you fear not, believe, don't fear. It, as you believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled, John 14, 1. In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. So I told you, when I go, I come back, receive you again to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. That's not about going to heaven when you die. So in verse 16, he says to them, in that day I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Now, the word comforter means parkletos in the Greek. Simply means somebody who is your helper, who is your standby. So when he says another, which is the word same, allows, A-W-L-O-S. Now, if you have been following John's writings, what has he been talking about? The spirit in the resurrection. So when he says another comforter, it means the same person, the same thing I've been speaking about from John 2. Are you following this? That he may abide with you forever. 17. Even the spirit of truth in the world cannot see because it sees him not. You know him for it dwells with you and shall be in you. John 14, 16, 17. John 14, 20. That day you know I'm in my father, you and me, and in you too. John 14, 20. John 15, okay, 26 again. Said the spirit, another comforter, will put you in remembrance of the things that I have said to you. John 14, 26. John 15, 1. He says, I am the true vine. My father is the husband, my you are the branches. So which means, pay attention, what we read about peace, that means there will be a union also in the resurrection. John 15, 26, the spirit of truth, it will testify of me. John 16, verse 7, see that spirit that will come. When he's come, he will convince the world of sin, of righteousness, judgment, of sin because they believe in me, righteousness because I go to my father's evil no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is already judged. So that means Jesus had a consistent conversation about the spirit. Is that very clear? So just John 16. Now, when the conversation was over in John 17, well, now the hours come. Glorify the Son. Then we have the events of the cross that pay very good attention. So when he rose from the dead, right, the day began. Now, when that day began, what has he been talking about? The Spirit. So when John 20, 22 says he breathed on, it's not talking about putting his nostrils on their head. He's simply saying, everything he has said has now come to pass about the spirit. Because the breathe has to do with to put air into something. Okay, so how did Jesus do this? Now, some have assumed that all he simply did was go like this. Peter! Bartholomew, wait a bit. Um, let me sneeze a bit more so that I can put the next one on Thomas. Thomas needs two. 
<laughs> That's not how to read the Bible, right? <laughs> so now remember we said Jesus is a teacher of the scriptures. Secondly, is also the fulfillment of the words of the prophets. So we can understand what he's saying by going back to read the prophets. And one of the names we called him was the prophesied prophet. Now there are two prophets that were prophesied of. John the Baptist, who is the prophet of the prophets. And Jesus himself. John the Baptist was prophesied in prophecy. Isaiah 40 verse 3, Malachi 3 1. So Jesus is also the prophet. Deuteronomy 18 verse 15. Deuteronomy 18 verse 15 where Moses said, A prophet would your Lord, the Lord your God, raise unto you like myself from your brethren. He says, him will you hear. So Jesus is one of Jesus' names is the prophet. Now, one of his names is the man of Galilee. Why is he called the man of Galilee? Galilee was the place in the land of Israel where other nations used to dwell. So Galilee means Galilee of the Gentiles, Galilee of the nations. Jesus began his preaching ministry, Matthew 4, 16, 17, at Galilee. Jesus gave them the great commission at Galilee, saying that the gospel is for all the nations. So when we say, I love that man of Galilee, we are simply mean saying that he is a savior of the world. Are you following what I'm saying here? So, in, it's also called the prophet. Now, Moses says, his words you are going to hear. That's said in the first sentence. That a prophet is not firstly a seer. And people have that error that, you know, that we have to really correct. A prophet does see, but a prophet is not first a seer. A prophet primarily is an Hebrew word called nabai, N-A-B-I. It means spokesperson. Somebody that has the words of another and says it for him. That's what a prophet is. So, in Genesis 20 verse 7, Abraham is called God's spokesperson. In Exodus chapter 7 verse 1, put that together with Exodus 4, 15 and 16, where Aaron is called Moses' prophet, which means he will speak on his behalf. He will speak for him. He said, I'll put my words with him in his mouth and I'll be with his mouth. So, Aaron is Moses' prophet, his spokesperson. So, a prophet is known by what? Come on, church, come on. What? Speaking. What he says. So, a prophet is first and foremost a preacher. He uses visions as an equipment to reveal things, but his primary work is to preach. So, Moses, therefore, gives us a warning. Jeremiah 13, verse 1. He says, if there comes a dreamer, a prophet, and he comes with a dream or a sign and wonder, and he says, and it comes to pass, which means it came to pass. Then the fellow now comes back and says, you should follow, verse 2, Deuteronomy 13, verse 2, should follow other gods. Moses said, number one, don't heed to what he has said. Number two, stone him. Now, of course, you won't do that. But the point is, Moses equates, listen carefully, a man who misrepresents God's word like a murderer. He says, you treat that guy, even though his prophecy came to pass, even though he told you your phone number, and your middle name, even though he told you the contract came to pass. But the point is, if he misinterprets God's word, treat him like a criminal. 
So which means the office of a prophet is first and foremost a preacher. Are you there? So if Jesus is the prophet, then we can say he is the oh, Come on. So something will have to distinguish him from all the other prophets. So a prophet is primarily what? A so Jesus's prophet's ministry has to stand out. So what is going to stand out in his prophet's ministry? It can be visions and revelations. In fact, we had more visions and revelations before Jesus came that superseded the ones that he gave. Okay, so what distinguishes Jesus's prophet's ministry? Moses said, Deuteronomy 18, 15, it is his words that you will hear. That was why on the month of transfiguration, Matthew 17, 5, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Now, that statement takes together many scriptures. I'll just run through them for you. Genesis 22, verse 2, when God said to Adam, Abraham, sorry, take your son, your beloved son. Psalm 2, verse 7, thou art my son. Today have I begotten thee. Hear him. Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. So Jesus is that son. He's also that prophet. Who's following this? Come on. Amen. So he's that one. So what is unique about him? What is unique about him? What's unique about him, you now see it in Ezekiel. Ezekiel now gives us, I know that we've done some study on Ezekiel here already, right? Right? Ezekiel 36, 26, I know. Abi? Uh-huh. On the spirit within. We have done that, right? Now pay attention. Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 11 verse 19, that the Lord will give his spirit, put his spirit within you, right? A new heart, a new spirit he will put within you. Ezekiel 36 verse 25, I'll sprinkle clean water upon you and cleanse you from all your idols and you will be clean. 26, a new heart will I give you, a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stone out of your flesh. I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my steps and judgment and you shall do them. So, how is he going to do it? God says he's going to give his spirit and cause us to walk in his judgment. How is he going to do it? Ezekiel 37. God now shows Ezekiel how he's going to do it. He took him, don't forget, is to cleanse them in Ezekiel 36. In 37, he takes him to the valley of dry bones. So the man, what do you say? Dry bones. Can these dry bones live? Now, God's spirit is God's life. A preacher and a prophet is the same. A prophet is known by what? By speaking. Can we also call a prophet a preacher of scriptures? Okay, come on. You guys are quick. So, he says, can these dry bones live? Ezekiel says, well, God, you are God. You should tell. <laughs> he says, okay. Go there and prophesy. What's prophesy again? Preach the word. And I will cause my spirit to enter into them. Now, that's similar to Genesis 2-7. The Lord breathed into man the breath of life. So how is that going to happen? God told Ezekiel by speaking. Can we say by teaching the word? So, Ezekiel 37 verse 5. 
So is G now, did Ezekiel do that? No. Ezekiel never went to any valley of dry bones. It's a vision. A vision about the Christ. Who is the prophet? Whose words we'll hear. And his words are the words of eternal. So how would we know that he's that prophet? When he teaches, we will receive the gift of the spirit. So, this is the, last, this is the first day of the week. The new beginning, new creation, after the resurrection, that hour, that day, Jesus breathed in them. As that prophet, he opens their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Come on. So, when he opened their understanding, what happened to them? The spirit began to live in them. That's the meaning of he breathed on. Is it making sense? So, because the word open here, Luke used it severally, or many times after. Luke 24, 31, the, their eyes were open, the vines out of their sight. Luke 24, 32, did our hearts not born within us? When he talked with us along the way, as he opened to us the scriptures. Luke 24, 45, he opened it the understanding that they may understand the scriptures. Now, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, now shows us in Acts 16, 14, a certain woman whose heart was open to the Lord. Acts 17.3, Paul himself was alleging and opening the scriptures, proving that Jesus is the Christ. Which means, when we open the scriptures to people, something else opens their hearts. Okay, okay, pay attention now. Why does it not happen when we do it? Because as my father has sent me, even so send are you. Now we are in the office of Jesus, when we also open the scriptures. Ezekiel 37 verse 5 comes to pass. I will cause my spirit to enter into them. So when we go to evangelism, we're in the valley of dry bones. And God says, can this guy be born again? We said, God, you said we should prophesy. So when we preach the gospel, what happens? Is it making sense? Come on, come on. So Jesus in John 20, what did he do? Luke told us, he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures so what is the unique ministry of jesus is that prophet who has god's word that brings to us the gift of the spirit the indwelling of the spirit so in the resurrection of jesus pay attention now what is the gift of the resurrection the spirit is the gift of the resurrection how do we have the spirit by believing the words of eternal life okay spoken by jesus yes but jesus has now sent us as the father has sent him which means we are now in the very office of christ that is why he says whosoever sins you remit they are remitted unto them only god remits sins Whosoever sins you retain. But how are we able to function like that? Because he has given to us his spirit. So the spirit puts us in the stead of Christ and puts Christ in our stead. Come on now. That's why you can tell a fellow, now you are born again. Who are you? Are you God? Well, I have the Holy Ghost. I can say exactly what God says. You are saved. 
It's only God that call, can call a man saved. But now I am in the spirit. Now I have the spirit. I can say exactly what God will say. Thank you. All right. So, when he breathed on them, did they get born again? Because he didn't put his nostrils on them, he opened to them the scriptures. Come on. So, what did they receive? The Holy Ghost. They got the Holy Ghost. By that opening of scriptures, they got the Holy Ghost because he's that prophet. Come on. He's that prophet. He's that prophet whose words have eternal life. He's the one whose words are spirit. His words are what? He's the prophet whose words are what? So when we believe his word, we have? And we have what? So John 20, 22, Jesus was showing them from the scriptures and they got eternal life. And the spirit. Is that clear? Thank you. John 16. So, with the new bath, we have the Holy Ghost. Huh? Eternal life. So, Jesus tells us in John 16, praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. John 16. He now says, in that day, are we in that day? 23. Are we in that day? You shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, that it will give to you. Now, what's he talking about? Now, this sometimes, and the challenges we have sometimes with bad interpretation of the Bible, is that we give people promises that God never made. God can never tell anybody, ask me whatever you want, I'll give you. That's it. That's, that's really funny. You can't ask. I mean, even, even Herod regretted it. Do you get my point? You can't ask whatever you want. You know, you have to ask, you have to read very well. What is he saying they should ask? Verse 20. You shall weep. He's talking to the disciples about his death. And lament, and the world shall rejoice, but you shall be sorrowful. And, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Pay attention. A woman, when she's in travail, had sorrow. Because her how is come. As soon as she's delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. But you now have sorrow. That's not you and I who. Aha. It's talking to a specific audience. Because, of course, upon his death, they were sorrowful, they were mournful. He says, But I will see you again. The first day of the week. Right? So when did he see them again? The first day of the week? John 20. Come on. And your heart shall what? Hey. And your joy, no man takes from you. Actually, the Greek is no one, nothing. Not a human being now. Anything. No circumstance. No situation shall take it from you. In that day. Hey. Which day? The hour? You ask me nothing. Because everything I've said will come to pass. Verily I say unto you, whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, he'll give it. What has he been saying the Father will give sins? Come on! So 24, either to you ask nothing in my name, ask and you shall what? Receive what? 
And what happens? So which means being born again is equal to fullness of joy. Now, why does he use fool? Because the word fool or fullness, whether you have the word plero or pleroma in the Greek, it means when something has come full cycle. All the prophets had been talking about the Messiah. And they were all talking about joy. A day of gladness. He said the fullness of it is about to be seen. So which means we have the totality of the joy of all the prophecies. It says your joy will be full. So Jesus is saying salvation or the new birth <laughs> is the fullness of joy. So, in the new bath, you didn't just get a change of clothes. You received fullness of joy. Which means that an evidence of being born again is joy. An evidence of being, some of us misrepresent the faith. We got born again and they knew us because we were moody. Even Solomon said he's a wicked man that hardened his face. But Jesus said, when you see me, your heart will rejoice. So, what is the fullness he's talking about? The fullness will be seen in the prophecies of the Old Testament. Look at Isaiah 12. Learning something? I have 10 more minutes to do this. And then we're going to practice it. Praise the Lord. I'm not in church, am I? Praise the Lord. Are you born again? Show me. Are you born again? Are you born again? <laughs> Are you born again? Have you seen him? 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 Woo! Sit down. Are they come? Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why after Jesus called them fools, they were rejoicing. Okay, thank you. Isaiah 12. Are you there? In that? That's one. In that what? Is it this day? Same day? Thou shalt say, Oh Lord, I will praise you. Though thou was angry with me, then anger is turned away. And you comfort me. Let's take two together. Behold. Hold on, hold on. You know, God is my salvation. Is the, is the Hebrew meaning of Jesus. Are we together here? I will trust and not be afraid. Anybody like that here? For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. Anybody like that here? He has become my salvation. Anybody like that here? Therefore, 
shall you draw water out of the wells? When last did you draw? Now, in case you didn't get what he was saying, in that day you will say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Then you will sing. So, salvation comes with singing, whether bad voice or good voice. So, I am a singing spirit. So, when we say, I'm born again, you say, I received a singing spirit. So we have a joyful spirit. Yeah. I have a joyful spirit. Once a day. Once a day. No, in that day. It's an eternal day. Okay? So I have a joyful spirit. I have a singing spirit. For he has done excellent things. Verse 5. This is known in all the earth. Hey, 6. Cry out and shout. So, I also have a shouting spirit. You are not shouting. Ah! So, in salvation, <laughs> when he breathed on and the Holy Ghost came, we got the shout. We got the shout. There's a shout to salvation. <laughs> there's a shout to salvation now wait now now our papa bonus God doesn't ask us to do what he doesn't do so Zephaniah can't yarn us see Zephaniah Chris Zephaniah can't tell us say, ah, she used to be God I say I'm trying to Zephaniah say make we see something Zephaniah 3 he says <laughs> yeah Verse 16. In fact, let me start from 15. The Lord has taken away thy judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Hey, thou shalt not see evil anymore. In that day, it shall be said to this new Jerusalem, Fear thou not. And to Zion, let not your hands be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee he's mighty he will say he will rejoice over thee with singing ah uh -uh. so god himself is the one singing so when i'm rejoicing who is rejoicing I beg, listen. So, how do I yield to God? I said, how do I yield to God? <laughs> I want to do what God is doing. He says, he will joy over thee with singing. I can't say, make I look at Isaiah. See, make me check Isaiah. Isaiah 62. Isaiah has a gist for us. Before I look at Isaiah 55, 
Oh, two plenty. Oh, Isaiah 51. 51 first. Watch this. It says in verse 9. Awake, awake, put on your strength. Oh, I'm of the Lord. Awake, as in the ancient of days. In the ancient of old, are thou not like that caught Rahab and the wounded the dragon? Are thou not it which dries the sea, the waters of the great deep, that has made death of the sea a way for the ransom, the saved, to pass over? Anybody here who has passed over? So he says, therefore, therefore, verse 11, Isaiah 51, therefore, Power City Church, Shall return and come with what? See how singing is all over the Bible. Unto Zion and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. So we can know whether you are born again or not. Not be by wearing beret or scarf. No be trousers. When I see somebody that is always laughing, that is always smiling, I've seen a born again man. When I see somebody that is always shouting, Glory! Hey! Wait. Isaiah 55. Shall you say you are a people of the word? Isaiah 55. Hope you are hearing something. Watch this. Verse 11. So shall my word be that going out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the thing that I sent it. What is he talking about? Look at the next verse. For you shall go out with. And be led forth with peace. The mountains of the hills shall break forth before you. It is singing. How the trees of the future clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come of the fair tree. So the briar shall come the metal tree. It shall be to the Lord for a name. And for an everlasting sign. So joy is an everlasting sign. You know, you always have joy. Not because you are playing keyboard. The keyboard, they your spirit. Yeah! <laughs> we don't need Holy Ghost meeting to rejoice. You don't need church to rejoice. You have all the joy. <laughs> so what you know we say, I'm a new creation. That's who are you in Christ? Say I'm a new creation. I'm a son of God. Add one. I'm a laughing spirit. I'm a joyful spirit. Look at Isaiah 62. Hope you are learning something. You don't, you can't, you are not showing it. If I say hope you are learning something, not be to answer. You you will act it. Isaiah 62. Are you there? I'm not even seeing my Bible well here. Verse 5. For as a young man marries a virgin. So shall thy sons marry thee, and as the bridegroom rejoice over the bride. So God is the chief rejoicer, the lead drinker of the new wine, the number one drunkard. 
The first person where they drink well, now God. Let's find out. Did this thing come to pass? Luke 10. Jesus, when he came from evangelism and said, The demons are subject to us, verse 17, in your name. Jesus now said, Rejoice not, verse 20, because the demons are subject to you. Rather, rejoice because you are born again. Look at 21. In that hour, according to prophecy, God rejoices in the spirit. No wonder. Listen. So, true joy, true joy is not when Chelsea won Champions League. Forgive my sins. True joy is not when I got a car. True joy is not when I got married. True joy has no when. True joy is who? And true joy is with you. Irrespective of circumstance, good days and bad days. <laughs> There's an everlasting sign. See, we have everlasting life, eternal salvation, eternal redemption, eternal joy. The proof of eternal security of salvation is eternal joy. <laughs> eternal laughter. Because he that sits in the heavens himself laughs. Psalm 126, he has filled our mouths with laughter. So, which means, not be comedian, they made me laugh. They don't even get them. What did they get? Jokes. Our own laughter is not joke. Our laughter, na salvation bring them. Na salvation bring them. So, whether it's a funny day, it's an exciting day, if I'm safe forever, I'm joyful forever. So the believer is not the one we whine to rejoice. We are jumping in the light of God. You are not yet born again. Joy is your everlasting mood. You are not a choleric. You are not sanguine or sardine. No, 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 you are not phlegmatic. You are joyful. You are joyful. So a bad day at the office. It's not the reason to be moody at home. You are just carnal. A bad day, losing a contract, is not the reason why you should frown. You are just being carnal. Irrespective of what the world brings, Jesus said in this world, you will have tribulations and trials. But in me, he said, be of good cheer. Wait. Which means, you have to stay excited. You are ex. So I say, why? What is wrong with you? Say, I'm born again. <laughs> I'm born again. And I know, but then, but what? But what? But what? 
is enough reason to laugh for 10 minutes. Now, quickly, let me, let's run through whether the apostles understood what he was saying. Make we check Because they may not have understood it. Do you understand? Now, when he says Jesus rejoice, you know the kind of song we are doing like this? Say, I'm rejoicing. Amen. Amen. No. It's a galio. In get Greek word. No be Yoruba word. No be, no be Bibio word. No be Ibo word. Not Greek word. A-W-G-A-L-I-O. There are two words there. Agan. A-G-A-N. And another word that means to leap. So, Jesus didn't say, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. And rejoicing. You are lying. Jesus leaped. Wait. No, be drum said they play. No, be said to be dancing. He ran. He twirled around. In reckless abandon. He shouted. And he laughed. So, pay attention. When the apostles now saw him in the resurrection, their sorrow ran away. Luke 24, 52 says, they now return to Jerusalem. He says, Magas Charas, great joy. Which means everybody was wondering, what happened? Great, you see, we have to practice the word. The service we are going to do, the word. after the service, you for all get home, family will ask you, what happened? Say nothing, I'm just born again. So pay attention. In Acts 5, when they flogged them, bah, for preaching the gospel. Some of us have been saying, I've been telling pastor, this evangelism is too tedious. Ah, see now, blah, blah, for my body. Koboko, on top of evangelism. If God gives a vision, he gives provision. How can they be flogging you for the gospel? The Bible says, as they were flogging them, they remembered Matthew 5, 12. He says, when they persecute you, rejoice. The word is agalio. So, Jesus has given you an instruction. As they abuse you, you jump. As they flood you, you run. So, as soon as they were beating them publicly, Because they counted themselves worthy. Remember the jailer. The jailer, when Paul and Silas were let free, he wanted to kill himself. Paul says, Do yourself no harm for we are here. So, what was I to be saved? Paul says, Believe Lord Jesus, you say you and your house. Then Paul says, Come. When Paul finished opening to him the scriptures, Danugio. Acting as that prophet of the prophets. The Bible says, as the guy got born again. Don't forget, his problem has not been solved though. He's still going to answer to his bosses. Why prisoners were set free. He says, at that time, he and his household began to jump. A proof of salvation. When Philip went to Samaria, the whole city was filled with joy. When Paul stood before the council, Acts 22, and he said, Acts 26, verse 2, 
Paul is the one in prison. He's the one in jail. He said, I'm a happy man. So, waiting won't happen with the front face. Let's take one more. Do you know, Jesus did not die. Then in three days, he has siesta. No. Peter told us what he was doing. When he was in hell, he says in your presence, his fullness. So we know in Acts 2, from 26, that Jesus was jumping for joy. So waiting won't happen. When you frown, come church. You frown, go home. You frown, go walk. You are driving, you are frowning. Oh God, you born again. Waiting. Ah, ah. This is salvation. That we are over this world and its circumstances. That we are always full of joy. So which means, listen, when Peter says, whom you see, whom you don't see yet believing, with joy unspeakable, is the same Greek word, agalio, full of glory, which means as believers, eh, we can share joy. <laughs> now we share laughter. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know we can pray together we can pray together we can sing together we can laugh together So before I close, I'm going to give you five minutes to obey God. You are going to obey God. See, your suit is too neat. Make the things scatter small. Amen. Your Lord and Savior, no be gentleman. When he thought about your salvation, when he thought about eternal life, he went, He went, Woo! <laughs> so it's time to be like Jesus. And before I close, he's not being like Jesus in the service, like the devil at the car park or at home. Amen. You are like Jesus everywhere. So we have five minutes to be wait, five minutes to behave ourselves. Come on! Glory! 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 Whoa! 
joy, 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 joy. Hey! <laughs> with somebody in laughter fellowship with somebody in laughter Fellowship in laughter, fellowship in laughter. <laughs> fellowship in jumping. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. Whoa. Ha 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 ha! 
Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Wave those hands and begin to bless him and praise him. Oh, Shakola da Bayana has. Zizo Zozo Biana Hata. Kodamo Shakole de Bosakata. Egebo Sokola da Babash. Boda Lada Bazo Kolo no Mosakele de Boshakayana. Metola Namahos. Egebo Sekele de Moshakaya. Yeah. Healing power is flowing all over this place. Zekolo no Mosakaya. Egebo Sheke. We want to pray for those of you who are sick. If you are sick in your body, it doesn't matter what the doctor say right now. That sickness is moving out of your body. Run out to the pulpit quickly. You're sick in your body. You need healing. Stand, 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 stand. Stand and get ready to receive. Receive healing. Get ready to receive your healing right now.
those are calling. Those listening online, receive your healing right now. On radio, be healed right now. Neko Shakayanaha. For this purpose, the Son of God is manifested. And he has destroyed the works of the enemy. Thank God, Paul and Silas began to sing praises. All doors open. Chains broken. Lakotanakaya. You praise him. You just praise him. You just praise him. You just praise him. When he's walking, when he's not walking, you praise him. Glory to God. 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 Glory. Hey. 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 Woo. Ay, 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 ay. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As you suppose, <laughs> but this is that <laughs> glory. Woo. <laughs> glory. <laughs>
Jesus. 
Praise you, Father. Wave those hands and give him praise. Give him praise all over the building. In the houses, on radio, on television. Just wave your hands online. Just give him praise. Give him glory and honor and praise. Waving of holy hands. And Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. In the midst of us, you are mighty. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. glory to God. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. Are you blessed? Oh, I tell you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Do you appreciate Pastor Chris for that word this morning? Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Whoa. Let me back them. <laughs> Your hood is worst. <laughs> yeah, let me face these people. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. I had that house. Thank you, Father. Amen. Oh, amen. Get an offering. Let's give and honor Jesus this morning. Let's worship the Lord. Uh, 
Let's worship Jesus this morning. Online, the banking leaders are scrolling on television, on Facebook, and all the platforms. The banking leaders are scrolling. The radio audience, the banking leaders, will be communicated to you in another three minutes by Mr. Michael Bush. But what a joy to have everybody in the service this morning. Amen. Amen. Glory. Glory. Yeah, throughout this week, keep laughing everywhere you go. Jump, scream, shout. Let it be a week of Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Everywhere you enter, just praise you, Jesus. Glory to God. Lift up your offerings to heaven. Father, we give with joy and we thank you for all that the Holy Ghost is doing among us, within us. Bringing glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. And as we give, we give with joy. We give in faith. Through our giving, the gospel continues to spread around the nations of the earth. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Radio and TV and all the online platforms. We are not signing you off. We're just taking the offerings quickly. And we'll try and squeeze in as the counselor for 10 minutes or, or 15 or so. But we're going to give right now. Hit the music. Let's do it anywhere on the platform. Just drop your offerings and let's go this morning. Glory. Hit it. want to take our kingdom investment so you have your kingdom investments to support us with all the projects and you have your second offering get it ready we want to give towards the purposes of the advancement of the kingdom everybody grab your offerings those with kingdom investments in the baskets and those with the second offering anywhere around the pulpits lift them up father thank you for everybody investing to support all that we do around the world and all that we do as a as a ministry to impact lives and we rejoice that even as we give and worship all of us and all that we have belongs to you. We honor you with our substance and we give you praise for answered prayer. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says amen. Hit it, let's do it as we give. 
baskets, kingdom investments on the floors here for you know other offerings. Let's go. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name. Blessed Jesus, we love to give you praise. You are worthy, say. And blessed be your name. Blessed Jesus, say. We love, we praise you, Lord. We give you all the praise. You are worthy, Lord. And blessed be your name. Let's be seated. Some uh, 11.5 small minutes before it's top of the hour, meaning we just have about 9, 10 minutes in our hands to round off this edition of Ask the Counselor. First things first, I'm going to be starting with account details. The account name remains Power City International. There are three banks FCMB number 1, 2982, 68, 2028. Zenith number 2, 36, 5912, and UBA number 3, 139, 26, 465. I'm not sure we're able to take calls on this program, um, even your SMSs, because I already have enough, even email. But for sponsorship, you need to call us for partnership and um, support. The hotline remains plus 234 if you're doing from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 803 And, of course, the email is Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. That's um, about the size of the announcements. My name is Michael Bush. I am the anchor. My producer is Pastor I.J. Quere. He comes complete with the production team. Put your hands together for us. The resident pastor is Pastor Prezokon. He's here with his dear wife, Elder Wime. And then, of course, Global Baba. Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental Mr. Bush. So good Go, to have you here. Go back, we'll just um, pray so we get, can get on the way. Father, we thank you for grace, mercy, and Jesus. Thank you that our land opens up to the gospel and the message is growing in the hearts of men and women all over Aquaibon. Barriers are broken, religion is collapsing completely, and the kingdom of God is taking over. We pray for Nigeria that the gospel thrives in this nation and all over the nations of the world. Thank you for our governor and his executive council. We decree that grace is upon them and together we declare that the purpose of God for this land finds expression. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so Global Baba, we rounded off the last time in Oshobo, Oshun State. So that's where we're going to be starting from, still with the same man, Reverend Sam Ajala, who is the Abel Damina viewer disciple. 
So his second question out of the 40 he has uh, sent to us, don't we think Global Baba addressing should be moderately corporate while preaching, seeing some dressing will turn away the attention of hearers? After all, we're still human. Well, I don't know what he means by that. I have not seen any preacher who is preaching naked. So whatever suits a preacher. You want to put native, put native. You want to put English, put English. You want to put whatever. The important thing is that your nakedness is covered. That's what matters. Okay, so from... I'm looking forward to wearing a skirt and a tie very soon. Okay, in Scotland? Yes. In, okay. Even yes. in Nigeria. In Nigeria. We'll bring it together now. Globaba. We'll wear it there. Then we'll bring it here. Globaba. <laughs> okay, so... Global Baba. Okay, so let's um, head out from the southwestern part of the country, go to somewhere in the north central Niger state. Here we come. Hello, Global Baba and Prophet Mr. Bush. Just want to let you know that the household of Pastor Fred Emmanuel, all of us are connected live all the way from Niger state. Nicholas, sending that one in. Wow, Nicholas, we, we love all of you and we're glad that you're part of what God is doing. Bless you. From Niger State and still go to somewhere in the North Central Steel, Joss Plateau State. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Emmanuel. I write from Joss. Global Baba is water baptism compulsory for speaking in tongues. Only for speaking in tongues? No, you don't need water baptism to speak in tongues. You just need Jesus to speak in tongues. Once you have Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. This sign shall follow those that believe. Mark 16, 17, 18, 19. In my name they shall speak in tongues. Not those that are water baptized, baptized, those that believe in Jesus. From Niger State, excuse me, from just Niger State, because from Niger State we went to just Plateau State. From just we're heading to Kogi State, still in the north central part of Nigeria. Hello, Global Baba. I'm Chukukem, uh, I think so. Chukubukem, okay. Arrived from Kogi State. I was blessed through your teaching the other night. I was giving you thumbs up as you teach. I celebrate you, sir. Please, I need a link for mentorship and online Bible school. All right. Pastor Matthew is here. Pastor Matthew will take note of him and reach out to him for mentorship. And uh, for, you know, we're also putting together an online discipleship academy, which will soon be announced. You know, for people who want to be disciples, we can disciple them online, especially if they are not around where we can reach them physically. Okay, let's come now to Uyo and trying to see where we can get quickly to Uyo. Okay, this anonymous entry for the road. Daddy, thank you very much for in-depth revelation. I'm rooted and waxing stronger every day. Daddy, my question is in countries where women marry men and pay the dowry. Do we have Christians there? In that case, who is the head of the family? And is the tradition forcing even Christians to obey? Oh, sure. Why not? Why not? Even, even if today there's a tradition in Nigeria where women will pay dowry to men, it will still be all right. Church people will do it because that's a tradition. Marriage is traditional. However, after they are married, the man becomes the head of the family because the process of getting married is not what matters. What matters is after they are married and they are together in a home, the man becomes the head of that family, irrespective of who paid the dowry. In New York, and we take uh, two quick entries and then we move on. Hello, Global Baban Intercontinental, Mr. Michael Bush. I so appreciate the program. Please, sir. According to Exodus 12:39, I quote, For the Lord will pass through the, to smite the Egyptians. But in Hebrew 11:28, I see that the Lord was not the destroyer. Sir, my question is, who then was the destroyer? Uwakfon Ayakeme, texting from IBB Avenue, you. Well, the New Testament interprets the Old Testament. So if the New Testament told you the destroyer was the devil, then certainly the devil was the destroyer. Moreover, if you look at the complete 
complete message of the scriptures, God never destroys. God only delivers men from destruction. So, of course, it was the devil who did the destruction. Still from Akwaibum State, this one. Hello, Global Baba. My name is God's gift, Ruben. I write from the state. Please, is it scriptural to pray for a witch to die? If no, why did Paul pray for a lame as the sorcerer to be blind? Well, the blindness did not destroy his eyes. The blindness was just, you know, to, to, for him to be able to preach the gospel to the person he was distracting. Thereafter, his eyes came back to its normalcy. So, it was not a destruction. It was just to, 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 to block him for a while until the purpose of God is carried out and his sight, you know, came back its seeing. So, it wasn't a destruction. Global, we have two minutes before we say bye-byes. Let's fly straight from the Victor International Airport in New York, straight to the United States of America. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. My name is Rosina. I write from the United States. Greetings from my Heavenly Father to my Daddy. Can a pastor stand in front of this church and rain curses on a group of individuals based on just allegations, Global Baba? The pastor justified the curse with Genesis 12:3, Numbers 12, Genesis 9, 20, 27. The pastor said that until those individuals repent and uh, come to him for forgiveness, the curse will work against them. Can a pastor curse, Global Baba? Well, he will curse those who don't have knowledge. Those who have knowledge cannot be cursed. God has blessed you. Nobody can curse you. If anybody is trying to curse you, he's actually not operating by the Spirit of God. He's operating by the Spirit of the destroyer. It's only the destroyer who destroys. Galatians 3, 13, Christ is the redeemer from the curse. Christ is the redeemer from the cause, he never causes anybody. So if a pastor causes you, you know, you have a right to, to get out of that place and look for where you will enjoy the blessing. Global from the Americas straight to Asia. Bahrain, here we come again. Alexander the Copper Smith, Global Baba, did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his work. Second Timothy 4.14. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Please, I need explanation for that verse. My name is um, Hubert Kwaku Agema. I write from Bahrain. Well, of course, if people don't serve God, well, they'll be rewarded according to their works. Jesus said, all shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ to be rewarded for their works. And if any man's works suffer loss, I mean, is bound, he shall suffer loss. So, sure, Brother Paul was just saying the obvious. If you don't serve well, you'll be rewarded very handsomely for what you did. It's like the young man who wanted to leave our ministry, and I told him to kneel down, let me pray for you. And I said, may God give you people like you. And he was saying, Why? I said, don't you want people like you? The same way you serve us, may people serve you like that. Amen. He didn't like the prayer because he knows he didn't do right. So. <laughs> Global Baba. Yeah, Global Baba. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> my producer is just declaring that we need to go, and really we need to go. We have very little time. But Global Baba, talking about prayers, there is one we must pray. Okay. Hello, Global Baba. I need your prayers. I don't want my old, um, I don't want my boss to know that I steal his money every day in his factory. <laughs> If he knows, Global Baba, I'll be sent <laughs> packing. Thank you, sir. Please pray for me. If I pray, he will know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Global Baba, we need to go home. Don't let we me pray. Go. Stop stealing. Amen. Stop stealing. Amen. Then he will not know. Amen. But if you don't stop stealing, let me not pray. No, Baba, we must go. That's the size, uh, the, the size of this edition of uh, Ask the Counselor. We are back again tomorrow in style. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor I.J. Quere. <laughs> and Global Baba <laughs> is laughing his hand away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what a question. Global Baba, we need to go. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> no, we still have our air time. I'm just looking at the time. I hope that Global Baba can recover. Yes, we need to go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Remember, we're already... <laughs> Okay, not to worry. We are on radio any moment now. One, two, three on um, XL FM. Three to five on Passion FM. And then we return at uh, 9 p.m. to 10 on uh, Inspiration. Uh, from 10 to midnight, we are on Heritage FM. And then it goes on like that. From Uyo, Nigeria. Goodbye. <laughs>